0: Thank you Gordon for that time to prepare our hearts for worship. Good morning. morning. Welcome to worship this morning. I've seen more jackets this morning than I've seen my whole time here. It's cold out there this morning so it's great to have you here. Stay warm. It's good to be together. My name is Mike Sager, along with Pastor Craig Larson, we are the pastors here at Desert Hills. It's a joy and honor to have you here with us this morning, whether here in person or if you stayed home or watching us online this morning. uh, Welcome. It's great to have you part of our community this morning. One of the things that we do every time we gather for worship is we remind ourselves what we believe God is calling us to be about. So I invite you to join with me as we proclaim together the mission statement here at Desert Hills. Here at Desert Hills Lutheran Church, we celebrate grace, we make disciples who make a difference. May it be so among us today and throughout this year. Some announcements coming up for the weeks ahead. First of all, uh, we had a lot of successful things happen this past week. We had a great uh, concert, Black Market Trust we had the um, men's breakfast that went really well, and, and also uh, trivia on Friday. So, had a lot of different things going on this past week, and hopefully you had an opportunity to participate in one or many of those activities. And we have several new activities co- taking place here in the weeks ahead. First of all, I just want to remind you on Thursday, January 26th, so this Thursday from 9 to 11 a.m., uh, the Health and Wellness Committee is presenting Victimized by Sugar Learn about type 2 and type 3 diabetes, which I didn't even know there was a type 3. So that would be a, probably be a helpful uh, seminar if that's something that you're dealing with. And just helping us to get healthier in, the, in the, this new year. So again, Thursday, January 26th from 9 to 11 a.m. The Social Concerns Committee it continues their diaper drive. So I invite you to drop your diapers off uh, in the hallway. Yeah. Uh, uh, packages, I guess what I would say. Uh, It out. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> January 25th and January 28th of this week at uh, noon on the 25th and at 6 p.m. On the 28th, which is next Saturday, uh, the DHLC Foundation is hosting a gathering in the Fellowship Hall. Uh, come share a meal with them and learn more about legacy giving and the work of the Foundation. Uh, we are asking you to RSVP to the, to the church by tomorrow so that they know numbers uh, for that event. Again, on Wednesday, uh, the 25th, and then the 28th uh, of this week. New member class begins on Thursday, February 2nd at 1 p.m. We'll be doing it for the four weeks in February. So if you're interested in becoming a a member of this community, we invite you to to attend that class starting February 2nd. The 2023 congregational meeting is taking place. It'll be held on Sunday, February 5th at 12.30 p.m. That's between the playoffs and the Super Bowl. Um... And in case you haven't heard, Minnesota lost. So um, you can show up and and be energized for this new year. Uh, The 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 meeting will be at 1230. There will be a light lunch served at beginning at 1145 a.m. that day. Uh, Voting members will be electing new council members, representatives to the Grand Canyon Senate Assembly, as well as uh, being presented the 2023 ministry spending plan that will be presented for approval that day. If you would like to learn more about the proposed ministry spending plan um, for 2023, there's going to be informational meetings held next Saturday, the 28th at 4 p.m. And then on Sunday, uh, the 29th at 9 a.m., they'll be both taking place in the chapel. So you'll be able to have your questions answered at that time. The DHLC Foundation is also having their annual golf tournament which is scheduled for February 13th at 8 a.m. Hopefully it's a warmer morning uh, that day at Torres Blancas Golf Course here in Green Valley. You can sign up as you leave the worship space. Take a right, and there are tables and information. Sign up there in the hallway. This weekend, special weekend, we have uh, some guests with us this morning. We have Pastor Rebecca Boardman, who is the campus pastor at uh, Lutheran Campus Ministry at the University of Arizona, along with some of her young adults here this morning. So it's great to have you here with us. And they're going to be sharing, uh, Pastor Rebecca's going to be sharing us the message this morning, and they're going to be sharing a little bit about what it means to be part of campus ministry, uh, which is dear to my heart. I was part of campus ministry in South Dakota and I know how important that is as young people begin to navigate that part of their lives and what it means to be church together during that time. So we are excited about that this morning. Again, just want to welcome you here, whether this is your first time or this is part of your faith life together. It is a pleasure and honor to have you here. And We hope this service is a blessing to you. We begin our worship with a time of prayer. Let us pray. Holy and gracious God, we are so grateful that we can gather, whether here in person or online, this cold morning. But we are reminded of the warmth of your love that fills our spirits and gives us hope for each day. Bless us as we gather this morning. May we lift our voices in praise of you. May we know that we are welcomed by your love. May we know the gift of community. May we know how important it is to gather to share, to walk with one another. Now bless us this day and give us your peace and hope as we lift our voices in thanks and praise to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I invite you to please stand if you're able for our opening hymn.
1: and lead us so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. Amen. In the mercy of Almighty God, Jesus Christ was given to die for us. And for his sake, God forgives us all our sins. To those who believe in Jesus Christ, he gives the power to become the children of God and bestows on them the Holy Spirit. Amen. You may be seated. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. In peace, in peace, let us pray to the
2: Lord.
1: For the reign of God, and for peace throughout the world, for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. Lord
2: have mercy, Christ have mercy, Lord have mercy,
1: For your people here, who have come to give you praise, For the strength to live your word, let us pray to the Lord. prayer for this day. Lord God, your loving kindness always goes before us and follows after us. us, Summon us into your light and direct our steps in the ways of goodness that come through the cross of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen.
3: Today's first reading is from the book of Isaiah, chapter 9, verses 1 through 4. But there will be no gloom for those who are in anguish. In the former time he brought into contempt the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali, but in the later time he made the glorious way of the sea, the land beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the nations. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who lived in the land of deep darkness, on them light was shined. You have multiplied the nation and you have increased its joy. They rejoice before you as the joy at the harvest, as people exult when dividing plunder. For the yoke of the burden and their bar across the shoulders, the rod of their oppressor, you have broken as of the day of Midian. The word of the Lord. Thanks, be to God. Today's second reading is from Matthew chapter 4, verses 12 through 23. Now, when Jesus heard that John had been arrested, he withdrew to Galilee. He left Nazareth and made his home to Capernaum and by the lake in the territory of Zebulun and Naphtali, so that when they had been spoken through the prophet Isaiah might be fulfilled the land of Zebulun, the land of Naphtali, on the road by the sea across the Jordan. Galilee of the Gentiles, the people who sat in darkness have seen a great light, and for those who sat in the region of the shadow of death, light has dawned. From that time, Jesus began to proclaim, repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. As he walked by the sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who was called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. And he said to them, follow me, and I will make you fish for people. Immediately they left their nets and followed him. And he went from there, and he saw two other brothers, James, the son of Zebedee, and his brother John, in the boat of their father Zebedee, mending their nets. And he called to them. Immediately they left the boat and their father and followed him. Jesus went through Galilee teaching in the synagogues and proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and curing every disease and every sickness among the people. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Christ.
4: Well, good morning. Again, my name is Pastor Rebecca Boardman, and I serve as Lutheran Campus Pastor at University of Arizona, and I'm delighted to be back with you this weekend, um, as well as to introduce you to some of our students. Lutheran Campus Ministry serves the University of Arizona for the past um, almost 70 years, um, but we also have campus ministries at Arizona State University, both Tempe and Polytech Campus, and at NAU in Flagstaff. We are a part of a wonderful network of over 250 campus ministries across the country. So if you happen to know any young adults in any city, is that better? Then I believe, uh, then I believe we can help connect them with a community for you. But first, let's talk about the gospel. Because that's why we're here, right? So... Let's think about what happens in the first few chapters of Matthew. We have the genealogy at the very beginning, and that shows how Jesus fits inside this messianic promise. And then Jesus is born, of course. Um, Herod is after him. The holy family escapes to Egypt and then makes their way home to Nazareth. John the Baptist, in his amazing camel hair coat, right, proclaims Jesus' arrival, calls the church leader's brood of vipers, not so popular, but then gets out alive in time to baptize Jesus in the River Jordan. Jesus then is sent to be tempted in the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights, but then he arrives home to find out that John has been arrested. And this reminds us of the shortness of the time Jesus and John had together because we know that they had a special connection from inside the wombs of Elizabeth and Mary but we don't really know the stories do we of those boys and how they spent their time together at Christmas, I was just with my nephews, age 10 and 12, and oh, they could get up into some trouble in the woods behind my parents' house. And I just wonder what Jesus and young John were up to in the village, right? Alas, no social media, so we do not know. If you listen closely to uh, the verse that is on the screen, you see that D- Jesus didn't move because he was restless. Every word matters in our scriptures, right? And so he withdrew to Galilee. The Greek word is anachorio, which also means to go back or return. And I love the image of Jesus returning to the sea in this time of grief. Have you ever heard that expression, the cure for anything is salt water, tears, sweat, or the sea? Jesus realizes that John will be killed soon, and they just didn't have enough time together. They had big dreams for how they were going to transform the world, and now he's left to do it alone. And so we see this humanity of Jesus so very deeply that it really astounds me when I think about it. We know that he was tested for 40 days and did not flinch, but when He learns his friend was to be killed. He withdrew. We see this again, don't we, with Lazarus and others in our story. So Emmanuel, God made flesh, grieves just like you and me. Dear friends, human beings were not designed to walk the earth alone. We cannot live into God's preferred future for us without each other. Oh, we try so hard, but the truth is all roads lead us back again and again to the need for community. Even Jesus needed community, which in the New Testament world we call koinonia. We call that from the very beginning, and we see in this moment how Jesus, full of grief, maybe looked up with tears in his eyes and saw these brothers and thought, okay, Those are the ones that I will call to be with me. And we can do this together. He calls others into this work and immediately they followed. And then they see two more brothers. And wouldn't you believe one of them was even named John, right? And I love that the image we see is that they were mending their nets, right? And how powerful is that? Because community is all about mending, are broken pieces, right? Coming back together. There's any number of reasons why you are part of this community here at Desert Hills, but I imagine you could get some of those needs felt other ways. But when attention is given, churches are uniquely suited, faith communities, to gather people together and knit us into koinonia. It's a bit of our superpower, I would say, and with any superpower you have to ask, are you going to use that for good or for evil, right? The thing is, unfortunately, most of our young adults have not experienced church as a place of welcoming community in their lifetime. They search endlessly for belonging and a place in this world, and yet um, there hasn't always been a faith community that saw them, where people looked like them. And so we become a bridge, a place where young adults can gather and experience faith um, and lift up one another. For the past 15 years that I've been doing this, I've been listening to young adults' questions and fears and frustrations, doubts about the future. And I see how they can become paralyzed and even despondent at times because of the state of the world or the state of their future. And so, together, we need to come to one another to address our questions and our fears and our frustrations, knowing that we can figure things out when we're in this together. This summer, uh, many of us went on a a famous camp out to Patagonia Lake State Park, where we slept on an island, and it was about 103 degrees, and I had a great time, and um, (laughs) But I did get to drive a pontoon boat, which was a life goal. Um, and I can remember there were a lot of things going on in the world and in personal lives of a few of our students. And there was anxiety as we left Tucson and as we're getting to this place. And, and I can remember us sitting in a circle and put, say, I asked them to put their feet firmly on the ground. Um, and to feel the earth and to breathe in the earth. And to say everything that we need, we can find right here by being restored to creation and being in deep connection with one another, we can face any problem that this world throws at us, which some were big things. Julia's always asking us about climate change. And so these are big things that we are trying to face, but it's also small things about like, I don't know, how do we start a fire or how do we cut the watermelon? (laughs) That's always a challenge. Um, How do we find joy? When a dear friend dies, as it had just happened in our community, we need each other and we offer a place of belonging. It's a learned trait. It doesn't happen without practice. Right. So just like the skills that they're developing in the classroom, campus ministry is like a companion workbook to that academic experience. They're being shaped for their careers, and we're helping shape them in vocation, which is bigger than just the jobs that they will have in their future. It's the whole person that God cares about, and it's the whole person that we tend to. Many of our students often say that we're the only place that's in their lives that they're not evaluated, right? Um, They are in the stage of life where they're constantly being given performance reviews and um, grades, and their worthiness is reduced to how they did on the last paper or test. And we believe that they are far more worthy than that, that God sees them as whole people and they are beloved no matter what. So together in this perilous time, we're working on courage, Uh, In our fall semester, we spent um, thinking about our deepest callings, um, how we can work towards peace and justice in the world, and how God always calls us into Sabbath as resistance. When our society says, go, 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 work, 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 God, in fact, calls us to worship and to rest and to restore. We're here today to say a big thank you for all the ways that your congregation has invested in us, has held us in prayer and companionship. We're so thankful um, to all of you, especially to the Welka and um, all of that have invested in our ministry. And so I'd love our students to come up and they're going to introduce themselves to you quickly and um, and just share a few stories about what LCM means to them and about Um, our spring break pilgrimage to Northern Ireland, which is something exciting.
3: Um, Hi, I'm Alex Dunning. Um, As you know, I'm a part of the Lutheran campus ministry. I'm a freshman, and my major is... Uh, rehab Studies and Services with a minor in Psychology.
5: Hi, my name is Isaac Nicholson, and I'm a sophomore at the U of A, and my major is Ecology.
3: Hi, I'm Julia, I'm a junior, and I'm majoring in Watershed Management and ecohydrology and I'm from Waukesha, Wisconsin.
5: Hello, my name is Alexander Schweitzer, and I, plot twist, i am not a student, um, more so a student of life. <laughs> um, I love having the community that I have at Lutheran Campus Ministries. I grew up in the church. Um, I spent literally three to four days a week at church, and then all of a sudden it became a space where I was no longer welcomed. So after 12 years of not going to church, I was able to be introduced to Pastor Rebecca and Pastor Amalia at Our Saviors and with Lutheran Campus Ministries. Um, So since creating that connection, I've been able to start making my dreams come true. So I offer a service at the church where we provide resources to transgender and gender non-conforming youth. And Pastor Rebecca has just really seen out my vision as well as Pastor Amalia. The students at Lutheran Campus Ministries have just shown so much love and support for this program. They've come and helped paint and we're putting together a mural and they're just always so interested in asking questions about what we're doing to continue helping the community. So not only is Pastor Rebecca and Lutheran Campus Ministries overall just so supportive of my goals and helping me use this to create a bigger picture for my life. Um, it's also a space where I can gather with them on Wednesday nights and we have dinner together and we worship together and we laugh and, oh my goodness, I feel like it is a, like you want to be at the table that has the most what the heck kind of conversation. And I think that it is truly like we decide who won that night because we're like, we were the table with the funniest conversations, having the other table turn their head. What did you guys just say? And that is the relief that I look for throughout the week. Without Lutheran Campus Ministries, like the students were gone for their Christmas break, and for those, like maybe a month or so that we weren't gathering, I felt just absolutely lost and confused and not sure what to do. So being able to gather back with Lutheran Campus Ministries is just always an incredible feeling. And I'm excited to go to Ireland with them. Um, we'll be going to Ireland in March for spring break to be able to go and visit Cory Mila and learn about having how to have harder conversations and be better allies and advocates for the communities around us. And we've kind of gotten a vision of what we can do in Arizona, but we're taking a look next weekend by going to Mexico at what we can do, and then again by going up to Ireland. Um, So I just want to say thank you guys to the support that you do provide Lutheran Campus Ministries and Pastor Rebecca. Um, I know that without your guys' support, we wouldn't have people like Pastor Rebecca here supporting us every single day, every single week. So again, I just thank you guys for everything that you do to support us and support Lutheran Campus Ministries.
4: So just a word about what we're doing in um, in Northern Ireland. There's a place called Corimila. You probably haven't heard of it because there's about three Lutherans in the whole country. Um, so a Presbyterian friend recommended it. And it is a delightful place that in Old Irish translates to be... Uh, they thought it was like... Holy on a hill, and really just means this lumpy place, and <laughs> which is very funny. And it started post World War II, actually, by a university pastor um, to try to get Catholics and Protestants um, to talk to each other. And as you Probably know it was before their lifetime but in the 90s things really escalated um, into the troubles is what it's called and so it's this place where you can come together with different groups of people and to learn um traits of, of peacemaking and reconciliation so they'll have a series of sessions for us um and then we'll have a chance to um explore the community and understand how um As the human spirit, God calls us to be more than the divisions. And I think we see so much of that in our society, right, and in our world. And so um, part of my vocation as campus pastor is to raise up a new generation of responsible global citizens that um, have an interest in healing the world and um, showing a different way to be. And so that's what it means when you invest in our community, is that we are helping um, young adults be who God has created them to be. And that takes nurture and attention, and I bet you know that you're not, you didn't arrive at adulthood by yourself, right? I bet there were teachers and coaches and aunts and neighbors, people that invested in you, and that's what our community is. So during Epiphany, we're focusing on the parable of the talents and reflecting on some of the gifts that God has put in each of us and how we find courage to share those. And so on Wednesday night, we talked about um, the barriers and how, um, what keeps our light under a bushel, if you will. Um, and I was humbled to hear their doubts and their anxieties um, insecurities, really, about um, why they don't share their gifts with the world the ways that they've been put down, right, or ignored. And so we turned to our neighbor and put everybody's names on these little stars, and then I asked them to say, what gifts do you see in your neighbor? And they asked for more stars. I had just made one per person, and they said, no, we need more stars, because they were so eager to lift up their neighbor's gifts. And that is your homework assignment as well. Whether that is over um, email, a text, a note, maybe you cut your own little star. May you affirm someone in your world. Um, Because too often criticism is on the tip of our tongue. And I believe God calls us to lift up the gifts of each other. So that when we forget um, that we can sing the song back to our friends about who God has created us to be. It may be the only kind word your neighbor hears all week. And so let that be our gift to our communities. We are called into the healing of the world. So let's go about that work. Thank you for investing in campus ministry and being a part of the greater community of God's love that is this place in this space. Amen.
1: Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered on Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven We are called together to follow Jesus, and so we do pray for the church, the world, and all who are in need. In preparation for prayer, let us hear the words as they come to us from Psalm 27 The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom then shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? One thing I ask of the Lord, one thing I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord, and to seek God in the temple. My heart speaks your message. Seek my face. Your face, O Lord, I will seek. Amen. Lord, we now pray. We continue to offer our thanks, prayers, and gifts of time, talent, and treasure for your mission in the world. To bring good news, help, and hope for all people. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, we remember this day to be with the families of those who have recently died. We pray that you be with the family of Wiley Schimmel and Rick Kivan. Oh God, give them that strength that is necessary to know that resurrection that you have come to prepare a place for us all. Lord, in your mercy. We add these names, O oh God, to their prayer list of Harlan Roosevelt and Art Tranby. We ask, God, that you continue to be with them, giving them that strength of purpose, giving them that which they need in order for wholeness and wellness. Lord, in your mercy. We give you thanks for those who are leaving the prayer list. We pray, God, that you thank you for the gift of Connie Carter, for Nancy Righthand, Bob Dom, and Babbie Linton. Lord, we now take that moment of time in our worship where we get a chance to come to you with the prayers and the concerns and those whom we know to be in, in need this day. Lord, in your mercy. Almighty God, we especially pray this day that you continue to be with Pastor Rebecca. Give her that strength of purpose. Give her that vision. Give her that certain knowledge, O God, of the difference that she is making through Lutheran Campus Ministry. The young people that she has touched, give her that strength that comes from knowing and believing in you. We ask, God, that as a congregation, we continue to give our prayers of support so that she can be, and that can be, our hands and feet. Lord, in your mercy. God, we do pray for all those who are traveling during this time. We ask, God, that you continue to be with those who are making their way towards desert hills from afar. We ask, God, that you continue to give them that safe journey. We pray, Lord, in your mercy. All of these things, O God, we pray because of and through your blessed Son, Jesus Christ our Lord as amen please stand as we sing together
0: Joy to have you in worship with us today. We hope this service was a blessing to you. We're thankful for Pastor Rebecca and the young adults who were here to share their story. Now, hear the blessing of God the God who formed you, the God that knows you, the God that sends you out into the world to share the love of grace of God to those you meet. May we lift one another up as we are lifted up in the very hands of Jesus who holds us close and reminds us that we are his, now and forever. We ask this in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. We have our closing song.